Today's Monday. Oh, no, not Monday. It's a brand new day. Guess what? This weekend. It is over. It's not over. It's not over till it's over. No, 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 it, it really is. So it's another week already. Welcome to Monday. They say if you get a job doing what you love, you never work a day in your life. Oh, well, I'll just get back to work. Yay, I'm going to work like I lie. Showtime. morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome in on a Monday morning. What a weekend of football. How come the Raiders didn't put the Jets away? What are the Jets doing blitzing? Were they literally trying to lose? Coaches are told, like, you'll be fired if you win the game. Blitzing when everybody else plays to prevent? It was the weirdest finish ever. Taysom Hill, great start. Two quick touchdowns. Had three touchdowns off the first possession of the third quarter. And then they just pretty much uh, ran out the clock, shortened the game. He's 3-0 and now as a starter. You got to think that Breeze is retiring at the end of this year after the 11 broken ribs, and Hill's going to be the starter next year. PK and I will talk about that later in the show. Just a couple of takeaways from the NFL. And uh, what is wrong with the Chiefs' offense? Weird to see them only score one touchdown, but they win again. Uh, college football. The story of the weekend, BYU, the undefeated season, dies here at the one-yard line at the end of the game. So many mistakes, so many lost opportunities, literally in every quarter. So many things you can you can look back at and sing a guess and wonder about and think, why, why, why? Um, you know, if that touchdown early in the game stands and there isn't the holding penalty, maybe they open up a lead and, and they just can't run the option. Coastal Carolina can't run the option because they're chasing the game. And in the second quarter, the fourth and one, the trick play and then dropping it and there was another open receiver downfield and it just if if woulda coulda shoulda I really thought the one that's getting overlooked third and one third quarter you've already kicked a field goal you're up 17-13 you got to stop you got the ball up four chance to go up two scores and you fumble on literally the first play of the drive and they kick a field goal and, and then it's tight down to the end and I was a little surprised they didn't go for it on fourth and five at midfield they punted they got the ball back but uh, I thought they'd probably roll the dice there and why did a running play lose four yards on third and one you know if it had been fourth and two Kalani probably would have gone for it fourth and five is a little more a little tougher down in distance obviously anyway so many things to, uh, to cover in that game we're going to hear from Isaiah Kafusi and Kalani Sataki coming up. We're also going to talk Utes here in the opening hour. A, uh, a win. And since they lost the last two last year and the first two this year, they needed a win. It's easier to learn in a win than a loss. But man, Kyle Whittingham was as hot as he gets in a post-game press conference. He was furious about kicking three field goals early in the game when they could have had 21 points right out of the gate and then finished those drives. And, and, and honestly, and there should have been touchdown passes there. And the tight end is open and, and Keithy's all that and you got to hit them and they weren't catchable balls they weren't even close totally frustrating boy Kyle you'll you'll hear it coming up in the post game he was wow he was he was hot we played it last night on TV if you didn't see it you got to hear this coming up um and, and then their inability, second and one, third and one, fourth and one, they're just getting stuffed. And you know, the thing about those plays is when you watch them, the whole offensive line is lying on the ground short of the first down marker. You know, the old, if the old lineman can't get there, the running back has no chance. This isn't on the running back. You know, this is the old line's got to be better in those short, dis, short yardage situations. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll hear from the Cougars. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. in Coastal Carolina. Nationally, they're getting great publicity for being willing to play the game, for willing to schedule it midweek, limit your prep time, fly cross-country, and play a game that ends on the one-yard line as time runs out. I mean, Yahoo, ESPN, Sports Illustrated... The story is just universally praising the Cougars for playing the game. Uh, the player's not quite as happy because, of course, they still want to be undefeated. Here's Isaiah Kafusi. Hey, Isaiah. I just wondered how tough it was to prepare for that spread option they were running because it looked like it was tough to make the right reads. How tough was it to be ready on such short notice against that type of approach? You guys have played option teams, but to try and do it very quickly seemed like a, a big challenge. Yeah, it, it definitely was tough. It's always tough to play an option team. Um, I mean, for Navy, we had, you know, three weeks to really prepare for that and uh, was really dialed in. And um, But, I mean, it's just – it's excuses, right? I mean, at the end of the day, football, it just comes down to blocking, tackling, and um, scoring more points. And so that's uh, kind of where we came up short was just kind of more of the fundamentals of the game. And um, really, really proud of the team, though, and the way that they fought and um, – and we, we left it out there. Uh, that's the one thing I, I hope that you guys know is we, we left it out there and, uh, you know, people are going to say all sorts of things, but, um, at the end of the day, we just came up short, but really proud of this team. Yeah. Isaiah, kind of building off of that a little bit, what is kind of the challenge? Cause you guys don't face that spread option offense very often. So can you kind of, uh, if you had to maybe pinpoint one or two things, is there something that really stands out about just the challenge of defending it? Because it is kind of so unique in terms of what you guys have, have seen over the, the last couple of years, even. Yeah. I think the challenge is just that there's, there's so many different things that you have to account for um, kind of that dive coming down the middle and, uh, and then, you know, obviously the quarterback who's a, a great athlete um, and, and who really kind of, creates a lot of opportunities for their team uh, is, you know, and so it just, there's just a bunch, I, I think just, um, and they did a really good job as well as um, they would kind of do shifts or motions to kind of, you know, get, get kind of the, the box they needed, um, you know, pulling guys out or, or moving, you know, kind of shifting or motion guys out. And so um, that was, that was really unique as well as cause there's all, we also have things and, and make adjustments and then, you know, they run the, the dive option. And so, um, man, they, they had a great game plan and that's a, a unique offense definitely to play, but, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the few things that I think are tough about it. Isaiah, you were the first guy on the scene after the whole deal at the end of the first half when Zach got hit, kind of take us through what you saw and what happened. Yeah, I, I just uh, I didn't want anything really to start. I don't know. I, I maybe um, maybe it looked like I was going out to to you know start something, but I was just really trying to protect my quarterback. Um, got a lot of respect for him, and so that was just really. I I just wanted to run out there as soon as the play was dead. I just wanted to run out there to make sure that nothing was going to happen uh, to kind of pull Zach away from those two guys, and so. 
Uh, it it might have looked bad. Maybe you guys thought I was going out there to charge, and that maybe you know started some. I, I don't know exactly, but uh, I just wanted to protect Zach. All right, I have a question from Norma Gonzalez and Mitch Harper. Hey, Isaiah, so last year you guys struggled to stop the run, and then this year coming into this game, you guys were allowing less than 90 rushing yards per game. I guess just how did Coastal run away with this game? Uh, you kind of touched on it with the whole option or whatever, but why do you think um, that they were able to run for nearly 300 yards? Yeah, again, it's just they, they, um, their scheme was, uh, I think, kind of on point, and um, we didn't really have that much time to prepare. And so they just, uh, you know, I wish we would have, you know, had some time. I think we would have been able to, uh, you know, come in with a great game plan. But, um, you know, it's just that they were, they, they kind of dominated up front. You know, it's a lot, a lot of confusing um, and different moving parts, kind of, uh, you know, different plays that, uh, just look different, you know, and then there's some plays that are, are the same, but they look different because of different formations. And so, um, kind of was, was confusing the backers or getting us out of position. And, um, yeah, that was kind of the biggest reason. I think in the second half, we uh, started to play a lot more solid. We were getting off on third downs, um, which I think was, was pretty big for us. Um, so made good adjustments, but it was, I think it was just a half too late. <laughs> Uh, Isaiah, how would you describe the the post game locker room? Just the emotions that are being felt after this loss. Yeah, it's it's always tough to lose, um, and, and it's it, especially in in that you know kind of that fashion where we have a chance to win and then we come up short. Um, and uh, a lot of different emotions, a lot of different feelings, uh, which are all really good. Um, it's good for guys to feel these and. Uh, it's just part of the game and, um, love my team, man. Love, love these guys. Love what we stand for, who we stand for. And, uh, man, I would, I wouldn't, this is, you know, the pandemic has taught us to not take things for granted. I think Kalani said that, but it's just a blessing to be out there with my guys, my brothers. Uh, they've changed my life. Thanks. We have a quick follow-up from Jared Lloyd, Jake Hatch, and Norma Gonzalez. Isaiah, along the same lines, you've had so much success. This is the first time this year that, you know, you've had to suffer a, a loss. What's your message to the guys? You've been here. What's, what's the message moving forward to not let this snowball on you and get away from you? Yeah, for sure. I think just the mentality is to, um, just to get better. Um, whether that's, you know, in life or at work, um, for us, it's, it's, you know, it's luckily, luckily enough for us, it's football, but, um, the mentality for me and kind of my message is just to just get better. Um, there's always room for improvement. There's always things to work on. And, uh, even after wins, you know, it's the same. And so the, the mentality really hasn't changed. It's, uh, trying to get better, uh, moving forward as a team and, uh, trying to be the best that we can be. Isaiah, building off that to a degree, a lot of people feel like now your guys' hopes for a New Year's Six bull berth are dead. What kind of message do you guys feel like you guys made to the country despite that loss tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we backed it up with, uh, you know, the any time, any team, any place. Um, kind of that message that we, we just want to play football um, no matter where it is. We'll, we'll, we'll take anyone. Uh, and so, um, you know, that's regardless of, of what our future is, 
uh, we're very grateful to be playing football. Uh, I couldn't have told you that, you know, five months ago when we had really had a no season and trying to figure things out. Um, we, we stayed uh, with it. We persevered through kind of that initial storm. And uh, that, that's just kind of us, you know, we, regardless of, of where our future is at, we'll show up. Uh, when someone calls our number, we'll, we'll be there and, and we'll, we'll be ready to play. It kind of stole my question out for me, but I guess just where would you rank this game within your career? I know it's, it wasn't the outcome that you wanted, but just the fight, the determination, the grittiness, where would you rank it all? Yeah, it definitely is up there. Um, and, and don't know if I can give you a, a, uh, a numerical answer you know, where it's at, but, um, definitely was, was one of the, one of the, the games where, you know, thought that we you know, wish we would have played better. Um, but, and it wasn't really the outcome that we wanted. Um, but it definitely was, was a game that I'll remember forever. Uh, the way that the team uh, came together, the way that we played together. And, um, I think more than anything, it's more about, you know, who I'm, I'm with and, and this, the people that I'm around uh, and kind of the season that we're having is what really is special. This game will be up there, but I think I'll remember this season and this team more. There's Isaiah Kafusi after the game. Here's the head coach, Kalani Sataki. Congratulations, Coastal Carolina. Um, they earned the win, you know, and, and um, proud of our boys and, and their fight, uh, their effort. And uh, things just didn't go our way tonight. You know, I, I'm, I'm proud of the effort, our guys. And then, um, you know, we, we, but I don't want to take anything away from Coastal Carolina. They made plays and and uh, they made more than we did. So uh, they earned the win. But I'll take any questions you guys have. <clears throat> right. Uh, just a reminder to use the hand raise function if you'd like to ask a question. And we'll get started with Jared Lloyd and then Norma Gonzalez. Kalani, Coastal Carolina running that spread option. The defense seemed to have a tough time making the right reads. How hard was it for them just, you know, short prep against that type of offense? Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, there's a, it's, it's, it's just like the option, but in the, in the gun, you know, and, and uh, a lot of downhill plays and, um, you know, we, we were able to get some stops here and there, but for the most part, they, we couldn't get them behind the chains. They, they were getting a lot of yards on first down and, and uh, we didn't do enough to, to stop the run. So uh, there's things that, that I need to do better as a coach to get them ready and, and make sure that we, uh, you know, that we're, we're prepped and ready to play this game. But uh, again, I don't want to take anything away from Coastal Carolina. They made plays. They, 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 they uh, had a system and, and, you know, they, it worked and, and we didn't do enough to, to stop them. Hey, Coach, it seemed like Sack wasn't quite finding his groove until later in the game. Could you maybe talk about um, utilizing more the ground game rather than the air game and just sort of went on with him? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know all the details. I know that we, you know, um, well, their, their style of offense, they, they possess the ball and, and they limit your your um, your, your drives. They, they limit your possessions. So um, uh, I don't know whether it's a rhythm or whatever it was, but it, it, it just didn't look like our, what our, our normal offense can do. And as a team, we, you know, we, we need to play complimentary football on, on, on all three phases. And, uh, you know, they, they just made more plays tonight. And then obviously they made one more and we're a few inches short of, of winning the game. All right, let's take a question from Jay Drew, Christopher Heidel and Kyle Bonagora. 
Yeah, Kalani, were you kind of surprised at just how you weren't able to dominate the line of scrimmage like you have done in the past and what like a lot of so-called experts thought you could do tonight? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the line of scrimmage, and I, I had to go back and watch the film, but I, I think that um, – you know, they, we probably get, we gave up too many yards, and I would say first down was the biggest issue. And uh, whether it's a uh, you know missed assignments or scheme, whatever, we'll, we'll we'll get to the film and look at it. I have to look at it a little bit more detailed, and we made some adjustments. Felt like we had uh, we had enough to um, you know to once we were getting in in, in, a, in a position where we had the right people on the right scheme going, uh, we just ran out of time and, and ran out of options for our, for our offense to have to possess the ball. I, uh, but I, I, do, I think to get to answer your question better, Jay, I, I think look at the film a little bit more closely. Hey, Coach, this is Chris Idell from Hermitton Radio in Baltimore. Um, let's talk about this whirlwind, you guys. This time last week, you, you played a game, and then you're looking for a game. Just uh, let's talk about how did you guys get this game together, and uh, how you prepped somebody in 48 hours, almost. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think that the, the game happened, and we were we were excited to play, and and uh, it's a little bit unique than than other weeks, but it's okay. We were ready to play, and and, and looking forward to the to the to the matchup, and uh, we had the same amount of time that Coastal Carolina had. So, you know, and when it came down to it, guys, they're a good team, <laughs> and, and and they're they're undefeated for a reason. You know what I mean? And I don't want to sit here and take away from them because they actually they executed did well and they, they are in a position for them to be in the game and to, to win it and 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 uh you know we had to come from behind and and come up with a long drive and we're back you know backed up with with not a lot of time left and uh but they made the plays and and so i i i want to make sure that everybody understands coastal carolina is a really good team and they showed it tonight and, and, and uh you know they they out they outplayed us and they got the win we, we didn't, weren't able to do it Kalani, how do you think this impacts your team's ability to get a, into a New Year's Six Bowl? Yeah, all I know is we have San Diego State next week, and we and that's our senior game. You know, um, it's the last game at home. Uh, you know, our guys are hurting right now, but they'll, they'll respond back. We, we have a bunch of tough kids that, that love the game of football, and um, things didn't go our way tonight. We didn't get the win, but I'm, I'm gonna how they react to this to this game is gonna be really important. And and we have an opportunity to play against a really good San Diego State team next week, and 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 uh, you know send the seniors out with a win. And uh, that's what our focus is going to be on. And, and, you know, we played against San Diego State last year and so and didn't get didn't get the outcome that we wanted. And so this is an opportunity for us to get back to work. The, the one thing we do know is that, that our players are tough kids that want to they love football and they want to work. And, and I'm looking forward to, to, you know, learning from this game and, and improving and, and making sure that we uh, can be at our best next week against San Diego State. All right, let's take a question for Mitch Harper. Uh, Jake Hatch and Sean Walker. Kalani late in the fourth quarter on that fourth and five with about five minutes to go. Was there a consideration to, to go for it or was the thought to get, to punt it all along? Yeah. You know, we thought about possibly doing it and going for it there, but um, you know, just, just, we felt like we were in a good situation with our defense at that point where we felt like we can have, have, you know, getting used to the speed of, of their offense was just different, you know? And, and so uh, we felt like we were starting to get, get a better grip on it and um, felt like our defense could get us out uh, of a jam. And we knew we were down, we had only one timeout. And so uh, we knew that we wouldn't be able to give up a lot of first downs and, 
you know, looking at it, we just, I mean, Corbeck made a great play on the first uh, time he got the first down. He just made a, a, one of our guys a miss and uh, got a first down. And, and, you know, fortunately we were able to get the, the, the ball back with um, under a minute. And, um, and then we know our offense can, can be explosive and uh, just, I'm just glad that we had a chance to win at the end, you know, and, and, and that our defense stepped up and got the stop. And uh, we just need to be in a p- better position to, to win next week and, and make sure that we have a, you know, a better lineup for, for what we want, what, how we can play. I know we can play better than that. Kalani, when it came to the timeout situation, you found yourself in late in that game. What was the thinking on calling it, especially that timeout ahead of that punt? Um, you mean on our, our, our second timeout? Your second timeout, correct, time. yes. Yeah, um, we just didn't know we had the right lineup. And then uh, we, we there's a possibility of having 12 guys on the field at one moment and didn't want a, a penalty. And so we had to take a timeout to get, um, you know, we were trying to get a, a, a possible block on there. And uh, I, I felt like we we're going to run out of time and didn't want a penalty of 12 men on the field. <laughs> Sean Walker, did you have a question? Yeah, Coach, you you kind of touched on it there a little bit, but with with everything that that happened, everything that kind of went down for you guys, um, you're at the end of the day, you're still one yard out on that final play, that kind of hail mary like that. Just what were your emotions like? I guess watching that, and can you kind of kind of walk us through sort of that play and how it developed and 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 everything in there. Well, I think the play before it was the key that we were able to get the, the ball closer um, and, and to Dax, you know what I mean, with three seconds left. And and then we had a setup, you know, for the play and and um, just didn't – there was a chance that we could have got, got it in. I mean, we would like to have that in the end zone, but I think they are playing a, a certain defense to, to basically play, play the goal line. And, uh, you know, we thought that that would be a good play and it just didn't work out. And they made, they made a great stop and so – um, you know, credit to, to, to Coastal Carolina. They, they deserve to win. And it was, I mean, didn't go our way, you know. But uh, like I said, the guys played hard. Their effort was there. And uh, they're looking forward to, to bouncing back and getting getting a better performance next week. All right, quick follow-up from Eric Lloyd, Norma Gonzalez, and Jay Drew. Kalani, you talked about the guys playing hard, but they didn't look as crisp as we've seen them. Did you see that through the game? I mean, it just didn't seem quite as, uh, you know, maybe on top of things and making the assignment reads like they, they have been. Did you see the same thing? Um, you know, I, I probably have to look at the film a little bit more, but I, I, I thought there's a couple things. One is that Coastal Carolina put themselves in good position to – to make plays. And then, you know, I, I, I don't want to, it's, I feel it's a, it's a disrespectful thing to say, Oh, we just made too many mistakes and all that, which means that, that they didn't earn the win. Um, they did everything they could to, to earn the win. And, and uh, maybe we didn't play as clean as we could have, but I think you have to kind of look at that. Was it what they did or was it, um, you know, our, our mental errors. And so that's one thing, one thing that we have to look at and, communicate with our guys and then evaluate in the next little bit and, and try to improve on this. So that's, that's the key. I, I just want to make sure that I don't take away from or discredit what Coast Carolina has done. They're, they're a really good team. They're, that's why they've locked up the, their division, you know, and they're going to play for their uh, league championship in, in a, a week or two. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on, but you know, that, and they'll be in a good place. To, I mean, 
to, to win their league. So uh, we knew that it was going to be a, a tough matchup coming here, and we're excited to be here. You know, we're, we're thankful for the game and uh, just didn't get the result that we wanted. There was a lot of chippiness throughout the game, a lot of banter, scrums, little fights. What do you have to say about the, the way your team was able to sort of battle through that and handle that, that different adversity? Yeah, I think it was just that, the, you know, at the end of the first half was a, a, a lot of, there were a lot of issues. I think it was just a, a lot of miscommunication. I mean, we felt like that, the, you know, when you're looking at it, that the quarterback was um, getting targeted and, and maybe it was been a little roughed up, but, um, you know, the ref told me that it was clean. And so I had nothing to say. It's just that, you know, we had to get our guys out and get to the halftime. And, you know, I, I have to credit both teams after things, after we went to halftime, came back. And I, and I talked to, to James Chadwell after, and, and it was, it's not a, it's not a good representation of how both teams really play, you know? And, and, um, but I, I like the way our guys were able to get, gain their composure and come back and play a clean second half. And I, it was just that one moment right before the half off of the interception. That was the biggest deal. And, and, and you know, we'll, we'll have to look at it and, and try to get better. But like I said, uh, I think the, the things happen when you have two undefeated teams that are battling and emotions are high. You know what I mean? But uh, there's nothing that was um, – that was uh, deliberate as, as in my opinion, it was deliberate or cheap or anything from both sides. All right. We'll take a last question from Jay Drew. Yeah. Kalani, uh, I was going to ask you about the halftime thing. So uh, um, we already answered it, but um, where do you kind of, what do you tell the guys in the locker room after what was your message and kind of where do you go from here? And I just told them I'm proud of them. I love being their coach and, and, uh, and that, you know, the, the things that they've done, they've done the, the way that they react to this is going to really de determine a lot of big things for them in their future. And so uh, just talked about how I love them, you know, and, and, and they're going to have to lean on each other and, and we're going to have to really regroup as a group, as a team and, and, and believe in each other more. And, um, you know, there's no finger pointing or anything like that. We, we, we got to go back to work. It's a eternal principle that we believe in. So let's we'll go back to work and try to find ways to improve and, and be at our best next week. Um, we do have a, you know, a game next week and then, and, and possible uh, bowl game. So we, we feel like we have two more opportunities to play together as a group. And that's, that's the focus is, is to make sure that we enjoy as much of it as we can. And, and we were going to respect the game, you know, that, I keep saying it over and guys, the, the result didn't go our way, but it was a good game. It was a, it was exciting for the fans. And, and uh, I give credit to Coastal Carolina for, for getting the win. And, but our, our guys will be back and they'll, 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 they'll respond the right way. I believe in them. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's an honor for me to coach them. There's Kalani Sataki. When we come back, we'll hear from the Utes, Britton Covey with a couple touchdowns and Kyle Winningham. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. <laughs> Thank you.
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12 to 80 in the zone. All right, we've heard from the Cougars. Time to hear from the Utes now. Britton Covey with a pair of second-half touchdowns. A 64-yard punt return. He also caught a touchdown pass. Here's Britton Covey after the game. Britton, you've obviously had a, a tough struggle coming into this season and, and just being able to get back onto the field. What was it like to, to get a first receiving touchdown and then also that 64-yard punt return? Man, it was, it was nice. It really has been. I can't even – I don't even know if – words can express how frustrating injuries have been for me. Um, this is probably my first healthy game since the Washington game of 2018, the first Washington game. Um, and man, what being healthy makes the biggest difference. I can't even explain it. I mean, I came in tonight more excited than any game in the past two years, just because I knew that when I lined up, I wouldn't be thinking about any injury or any part of my body. You know, I could think about my assignment. Uh, so it felt great, it, you know, to, to keep it short, it felt amazing. Next question will come from Trevor Allen with KSL Sports, followed by Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune. Britton, not only did did you play tonight and you were, you know, full full strength, but you guys also picked up your first win. Just seeing of what you guys have gone through the last two games leading up to this point, how, how good did it feel just to get the first one, even though it probably wasn't pretty, but you were able to get it done? Oh, it felt great. A W is a W. Uh, this team is young in many aspects. I would say, you know, you see it on the field, but you also just sense it in the locker room and there are lots of things to learn. And so this is a young team and, and I think we have enough leaders to on the team to, to help them along, but definitely, you know, you, you see some young mistakes out there and obviously uh, even the older guys were making mistakes too. Uh, but this season is just you've got to find the positives in it it's been so tough having the first two games canceled was more emotionally draining than i can say uh you know being just about to go on a flight to ucla and then having it canceled um after the arizona game it was just tough and so we're so happy to get a win honestly we're, we're just we're sick of losing it shouldn't be that way <laughs> up here next question is to josh newman Hey, Britt, you mentioned that the team is young and they're learning and they're learning on the fly. How, how, how does the team learn how to, how to close a game maybe better, cleaner than you guys just did? Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's something that is going to take experience. I think that playing with a lead is oftentimes even harder than playing from behind. You play differently. You start thinking and getting in your head a little bit. Uh, so playing with a lead is – you know, being a great front runner is a sign of a great team. Um, I, I always love the stat of when you're leading at halftime, what's your record? Because that shows you your composure. That shows a lot about a team. Um, I'd be interested to see that stat for, you know, the 50 years that I've been here. But uh, when you're leading, how do you how do you front run? And so that's something that everyone's going to have to figure out. Uh, I think it's harder than it than it seems. You know, and, and everybody can be a critic on the sideline saying, well, we, we should have called these plays or defense should have done this, but it's harder than it looks. Next question will come from John Kuhn with the AP with the final question for Britain coming from Cole Bagley with the Daily Chronicle. Britain, you mentioned the youth of the team and, and obviously some young guys on offense as well. Um, one of those young guys is Ty Jordan and 
had an outstanding effort for you guys tonight. What what's kind of keyed his progression over these past three games? Yeah. Well, I think Ty. One thing that impressed me the most about Ty, you know, his fumble against Washington, he he took that to heart and basically you could see that he made it up in his mind that, that something like that was not going to happen again. Uh, he's got an amazing mentality, works hard. He's like a little rock. I mean, I'm little and he's laughing right here. I'm little, but I feel, you know, I feel good. I feel like uh, I'm tall next to him. It was like being on my mission in Chile where I was taller than people. I, you know, but then you go and put your hand on him and say, give the game and you, your hand hurts because his muscles are so freaking stiff. <laughs> and so, you know, if I were a recruiter, the first type of player I would recruit is someone like Ty Jordan, someone who is dynamic out of the backfield, but also has great hands and motion. You can do so many different things, keep the defense on their toes. Uh, but the best part is he doesn't have a big head. At least I don't think he does. Hopefully he doesn't. I'll make sure he doesn't get one. All right, final question will come from Cole Bagley. Britton, did the coaches say anything to you or Bentley this week in practice um, about getting you more involved as it was obvious you were targeted a lot more this week than previous? Yes. Uh, I mean, last week I wasn't supposed to play. I, I got on the field and adrenaline kicked in and I just said, coach, just let me, whatever you want to put me in, I feel good to go. Uh, so last week I wasn't even really supposed to play this week. You know, it's not, I didn't have a huge hamstring injury or anything, but it was just big enough to where I felt like the guys behind me were better players at their full strength for sure. Uh, this week that was in the conversation we wanted to, get me in space, but also use me as a decoy at times. Uh, I just feel like our offense is really dynamic when you've got guys like me, Ty, and Keithy on the field at the same time. Uh, you know, and I hope we see a lot more of that going forward. There's Britton Covey. Now here's Kyle Whittingham, and he's upset about short yardage and red zone issues. Oh, boy, is he upset. Here's Kyle. Uh, proud of our guys for hanging in there, um, particularly the defense. I uh, had to get uh, some crucial stops there at the end to preserve the victory. Um, disappointing that we let the game get away from us. We were up 30 to 10, I believe it was, and, and in complete control and uh, lost control. And fortunately, we were able to have enough in the tank to uh, to get the victory at the end. Um, a lot of good things. We ran the football exceptionally well. Ty Jordan continues to show what, what his uh, capabilities are. Uh, Number one, we didn't turn the ball over. That was huge. And and uh, that's a credit to our offense, uh, taking care of the football, which we all knew was our biggest problem in the first two weeks. So that was good to get that uh, corrected this week. Um, didn't defend the run as, as well as we usually do, but uh, still came up with some big plays on defense. Covey's punt return was huge. That was uh, that might have been the difference in the game. We won by six points, and, and uh, you know, the offense only had the one touchdown in the second half and uh Covey's touchdown on the park return was was big so uh, a lot of uh, penalties foolish penalties that we got to do a better job coaching that's all on us as coaches uh, having our players be more disciplined and more tuned in to to uh, not committing penalties and, and teaching them how to do things correctly so our coaches got their work cut out for them in that but uh, bottom line got the w and uh going to uh, Colorado on a short week. Uh, short week for both teams. Obviously, they played today as well. Friday nighter, so we've got to get going right away. There's no 
no time to really uh, enjoy this victory. We're going to get moving uh, on the Buffaloes uh, immediately. So, questions? First question will come from Josh Furlong with KSL, followed by Cole Bagley with the Utah Daily Chronicle. Uh, you guys are pretty dynamic with Brant Keithy and Ty Jordan in those first three quarters. And then that fourth quarter, you only have 21 total yards. What what happened with especially those two drives where uh, everything kind of stalled and the runs just kind of went up the middle? And Yeah, just kind of got too vanilla and too uh, non-imaginative. And, and we knew we wanted to milk the clock. You know, that, it makes sense to milk the clock in that situation. But when you're milking the clock, it, it, there's no reason for you to not stay creative and, and uh, get some production. And that was awful to have three three and outs in a row at the end of the game when we could have put the game on ice and we, we couldn't do it. We had three three and outs in succession, which is unacceptable. And uh, that's us as coaches. And we got to get better. And uh, there's not a coach uh, myself or on the offensive staff that's, that's pleased with what happened there at the end of the game. So we got we got to do better. But credit our players again for uh, hanging in there and, and uh, doing the best they could. Next up is Cole Bagley with the Utah Daily Chronicle, followed by Trevor Allen with KSL Sports. Yeah, Coach, uh, Ty Jordan had 27 touches, 167 yards, and a touchdown. Is it safe to say that he's your guy in the backfield? He is starting to separate himself even more. Uh, each week is there's been separation, and this week was a, a big gap. Uh, one of our backs, Jordan Wilmore, was not really uh, available today. I guess he could have played if he had to, but wasn't wasn't uh, his health wasn't good. And uh, Devin Brumfield's a tough tough kid, a good short yardage guy, and, and uh, uh, goal line guy, and pass protector. So he's got a lot he brings to the table. Makai Bernard is just starting to to uh, you're starting to see his skill set. I think he had a 25-yard run. If I remember correctly, he was the one that had a nice long run there and has a lot of uh, upside as well. But yeah, to answer your question, Ty Jordan, as evidenced by what you saw tonight, has separated himself, and he right now is definitely our lead back, and that's, uh, that's how it goes. Next question is from Trevor Allen, followed by John Kuhn with the AP. Kyle, there were, there were a lot of times in that second half, especially when, when you guys had to uh, force the Beavers to turn it over on downs a couple of times where your guys' secondary was challenged. Do you feel like they, they did a really good job, especially, you know, shutting them down, uh, you know, and, and having really young guys to be able to do that? Very proud of the young guys and the defense in general. And, and uh, they made plays and got stops when they had to. We still had plenty of work on, blew some coverages, uh, didn't get the correct call, you know, corner thinking – man coverage when it was really a uh, cover two situation and so a lot of things to correct uh, really disappointed in that touchdown drive where we committed four or five or six penalties and just essentially handed them a touchdown just just said here take it and and that was uh, that was ridiculous we got to be better than that and, and uh, I assume they were all penalties I'll have to watch the tape but uh, they called them so we got to be better Next question will come from John Kuhn with the AP, followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune. Coach, uh, a follow-up question on, on Ty Jordan. Um, from your perspective, what has really keyed his progression at the running back spot over the last three games? Because he, he seems to just get better and better each week. 
uh, getting used to them and adjusted to the speed of the Power Five game. Much different than high school. Things move a lot faster. People hit a lot harder. Things uh, move fast in all lanes out there in Power Five, and, and uh, it was a little bit of a, a process for him to get used to that. Um, confidence. I think he really started to get confidence, and, and maybe wasn't sure early in the season, you know, how uh, how he fit in here. But but now he sees that uh, he's a guy that can be very productive. Um, didn't put the ball on the ground tonight, which is awesome. And that needed to happen. He he made an absolute concerted effort all week long to uh, work on his ball security, and he did just that. Uh, one thing we got to do a better job of, we got to throw him the ball more. He's got, he has exceptional hands, and uh, we got to do a better job of getting him involved in the, in the throw game because he can bring something to the table there and, and uh, even add more than what he's, uh, what he's doing right now. Next question will come from Josh Newman, followed by Steve Bartle with the Ute Zone. Kyle, you guys scored on your first, I think it was uh, the first four possessions, but it seemed like you guys left some points out there. Uh, we didn't score, we got field goals. That's a whole different deal. And uh, I cut you off, I'll let you finish, but that was extremely frustrating. The first three trips in the red zone to end up with field goals. You can't, the game should have been blown wide open earlier. And uh, it was our inability to function how we need to in the red zone, our ineptness in the red zone. And uh, that, that game should not have even been close early on. But uh, anyway, I'm venting. And so I just vented. And I'll go back to your question and tell me what, tell me what you got in mind. Yeah, no, that was pretty much it. But just to finish up, I mean, you know, Jake missed a few throws. He, he looked like he had his hand pretty heavily bandaged there in the first quarter. What is uh, – what does he need to be doing better specifically in the red zone in those spots? Well, put the ball in the end zone to be right to the point. And Jake had not a bad night. I think he was uh, 67%. I think it was exactly two-thirds of his throws to be completed. Didn't throw an interception. Did miss some throws. There was some, there was some wide opens that, that, uh, that we didn't connect on. But I don't know any quarterback that hits every single wide open. I think it was Drew Brees or whatever. But, but uh, he, did, he did leave points on the field. And uh, to us, a field goal in the red zone is a loss. That's a negative. And so we've got to score touchdowns. Our touchdown percentage in the red zone is not good enough. And that's, a, got, to, that's got to be something that we improve on and work on. And even though we've got, what, two games left or whatever. But, but that's something that we have not been good at so far this year. Uh, conversely, our red zone defense has been solid. We've been uh, just right at 50%. Touchdowns in the red zone, which is where you want to be on D. You want to be seventy percent plus on off, and we're not, we're not there on offense. And so we've got some, uh, some scheming and strategizing to do. It's not the players' fault. The players are doing a good job. They're working hard. It's us as coaches got to be better in the red zone. Next question comes from Steve Bartle with the final question coming from Josh Furlong. Coach, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the offensive line. It seemed that they were uh, obviously you, you generate the amount of yardage in the run game that you do, uh, and that's that's obviously a positive. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts, particularly in those short power yardage situations and just their performances, uh, you know, on the game. Yeah, disappointing that we couldn't. Uh, not only do we have the three three and outs, but the, the short yardage was was not good tonight. Very frustrating to me. And, and uh, but it's my fault, you know. I'm on top of everything, so whatever we're bad at is 
is a reflection on me, and that was very frustrating. And we have got, you know, we got a, a laundry list of things to work on. We're just covering them here one by one, and that, that's one that uh, is certainly high on the list. It's I, I've got no confidence right now to, to go for it on fourth and short and after the last few games, and and uh, it shouldn't be that way because we got big physical linemen and they they run block really well. So we got to take a hard look at at schematics and what we're calling and if we're being too generic and giving our guys a little better chance. Final question will come from Josh Furlong. Well, obviously, in, in the, uh, the punt return that Covey had, you know, the crowd would be in it. You guys are up by 20 to have a lot of momentum and, and everything would be going. You know, how, how do you kind of generate that momentum and, and being able to do that? And then kind of side part of that, what was it like to finally see Covey get back into the game and, and can score for the first time in two years? Yeah, well, I'll answer the second part first. It was awesome to see Britt back there and, and doing his thing. And, and that punt return was vintage Covey. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of guys in the country that can return that particular uh, scenario into a touchdown with the defenders he had to make miss and, and he just has such a knack for seeing the, uh, the openings and the, and the uh, you know where to make the cuts and, and where to, just where to run and, and he's uh, such a weapon for us it's great to have him back to almost full speed now he's still not 100% but wasn't available hardly at all last week and then uh, since I'm so old I forgot the first part of the question and, just, just talking about the momentum of being able to get the crowd into it. Yeah, it's like every every game is a neutral field. You know, when you're away home, it doesn't matter. It's a neutral field. There's no advantage either way. The only thing is that you know, if it's a away game, you got the pain in the butt of getting on the plane and flying wherever you got to go. But, but the game environment itself is so generic and antiseptic and just uh, weird and so so you don't even know where you're playing you, know, you look up and you know where are we playing this week and, and uh, it's just but you know it's not a it's not an advantage or disadvantage to any you know I guess any, well I say it was a disadvantage for us because our crowd is so awesome and, and uh, we have one of the best crowds in Pac-12 and so I'd say maybe we're a little more disadvantaged than other teams because of that that uh, awesome environment that we have, but, but right now you got to create your own energy. You got to get your own juice from the sideline going, and because uh, there's nothing, you know, no one's going to create it, or nothing's going to happen if you, if you don't create it yourself. There's Kyle Winningham. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.